This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again here into the studios in KCLR for episode 19 of the Come On Kind podcast with myself, Martin Quilty, and delighted to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Anya Farrell. Good evening, Anya. Good evening, Martin. How are you? I am great. Thank you very much. But a little sad Mm. at the same time because this is going to be the last podcast of 2022. Hard to believe it. This is podcast number 43 in the year between the inter-county scene and the club championship scene, which has now formally come to an end after the match last Saturday. Of course, that was the All-Ireland Intermediate Club final between James Stevens and Clondon that took place in Crow Park last Saturday evening ended in disappointment for James Stevens. a victory though for the Clonduff woman and Anya nobody can really have any complaints or anything and no one really did have any complaints after the game Clonduff just far too superior on the day their experience told they came away with a 3 point victory 12 points to 1-8 but James Stevens didn't disgrace themselves in the final. No, absolutely not. You're dead right. Um, you know, for you know, we spoke about it already for James Stevens to get to an All Ireland Club series, um, there it's it was an, it's a huge achievement. Every club in the county and in the country would give their right arm to be in that in that situation. They've had you know a really really successful four years um, in the Kilkenny Camogie scene, and I think this this year kind of capped it off for them on how you know how much of a success they're after ha- having. And I think it it bodes really well for them hitting into the the senior senior standard next year for Kilkenny. I suppose when you kind of look at the match, like you know Clonduff from the get go, they looked a lot more relaxed on the field they looked like they were in a really comfortable zone and they hit the ground running from the very very start they looked really hungry like it was like nearly they were fronting from the mouth to get going in this game and you know straight away kicking it off you had Paul O'Hagan and Sarah Louise Griffin who were absolutely phenomenal you have to say for Clondoff but I also think that Fanula Carr was just unbelievable like she lorded that she hasn't line. lost it no, at all no, no. she really really hasn't and you can say about you know legs slowing down don't care what anyone says she absolutely commanded that half back line I didn't know like I was kind of kind of thinking like you know what's she going to do now with Neve Dealey because you know Neve is not the type of player that you can afford to leave uh, let her roam or let her do her own thing because Neve is she's a game player for James Stevens but I just think like Fanula just sat back she had all the confidence in the world of her midfielders and her other two half backs to pick up Neve wherever she was going or whatever the case may be and she just swept over and back and she lo- used all her experience and my God God, the puck of a ball that that girl has was absolutely phenomenal. She just, to me, I think she was she was definitely the difference in the two teams. And just even the Clanduffs, their physique, like they were like really strong physical players. Mm-hmm. And to me, I don't think James Stevens were able to kind of you know keep up with that kind of physicality. They're excellent hurlers, absolutely, absolutely tremendous hurlers. But I think you know when it comes to this club hurling, when you have to dog it out, I think the physicality and the experience showed at Clonduff on the day. Without a doubt, they were definitely the better team. But James Stevens can be extremely proud of what they've achieved this year, what they've achieved over the last four years. Yeah. Um, it's been absolutely brilliant. They have an awful lot of young players. Come 
coming in there they'll have no fear heading into senior ranks next year in Kilkenny Well let's be fair when you look at it in 2019 they were down in the junior grades yep. you know came up uh, was in the club final in 2020 for the county final lost out to a very good Barrow Rangers team uh, that day mm-hmm. up again 2021 in the final then again um, against the Roar won it yep. victory you know went on to their first Leinster final won it at the first attempt had a very good semi-final against Castlegar of Galway who were hotly fancied mm-hmm. to be fair and we thought that because of Clonduff's extra extra time uh, semi-final victory over uh, Clan Morris of Kerry that things might have been a little bit different especially with only the weak turnaround it seemed to have the opposite effect to be fair on Clan Duff and you mentioned Neil Dealey earlier on there as well I think Clan Duff actually got their matchups yeah. spot on Absolutely because perfect. the players that you wanted for the likes of James Stevens and Neve Dealey and Michelle T and you know and Emma Minogue to a certain degree um, they were really crowded out and Clandoff didn't give James Stevens an inch on the ball the minute they got him we mentioned it in commentary at one stage there were four or five Clandoff mm-hmm. players just literally surrounding the James Stevens player not fouling them turning over the ball and going off and getting a score down the other end of the field Yeah and if you look at Clandoff like the majority of their scores actually came from turning over the ball and you're right they were hunting in packs like there was never a case where a James Stevens player was on the ball that there wasn't at least three or four Clandoff players around him and they literally just they stood them up they made them foul the ball they turned it around and once they got that once they had the turnover done they drove at the James Stevens defence like they ran at them like if that was another situation a team might yeah okay they might hunt in packs and they might get the ball and it's just get the ball and hit and hope but they didn't they took the ball on and they literally soloed straight through the heart of the James Stevens defence and it was every time they did it they completely crowded out the middle third of the field and I suppose like when you kind of look at James Stevens that's where their that's where their game winners are like you look at their like and it's no disrespect to the girls you know Michelle Teen probably had one of her quietest days um, No, yeah. had one of her quietest days you know and th- that's I think down to Clondoff just the way they just so ferociously attacked at them constantly and they were nearly they were bullying them they weren't allowing them get anywhere on, or get anywhere around the field like and but as soon as James Stevens went into the tackle and we did comment on that yeah. as well they were losing the ball yeah. very easily mm. you know it was just like as if you were hitting a brick wall yeah. they were stopping dead in their tracks losing the ball and then Clondoff were just onto it straight away and they were yeah. gone and they were getting the points from play yeah. which was more important James Stevens were really relying on freeze um, early on in the first half as well before they got the goal Yeah no they really were like, and I think like when you look at it we've spoken about it already like if you're only going to be scoring 1-1 in an All-Ireland semi-final from play it really really doesn't go well for you I think they got 1-2 yeah. today looking at my notes did no, uh, Sophie one, get one from play and Neve Dealey got one from play 1-1 one, one. so Sophie got the goal from play and Neve Dealey got the point. So she got no she point got, from no, play. She got five points from freeze. But I think like when you look at it like that, you have to put that down to you have to put that down to the Clonduff attacking and their defence as well. They weren't allowing the passages of play to go through. But then I suppose when you kind of look back at it just a little bit more, throughout all of James Stevens' matches, they probably do maybe depend on Sophie just a little too much and on Neve Dealey as well, you know, to get their scores up. And that's probably something that they are going to have to look at and try and tweak when it comes into the senior championship in Kenny because they're not necessarily going to get away with that. Press the wrong button there. Can I ask you one question? And we did mention it as well and alluded to it. Kira Delaney has a fine pair of hands on yeah. her. She's well able to catch a ball, but they utilised her more as 
a kind of a Roman sweeper mm. um, around. I mean, she was back in her own half-back line more than she was in the forward line. Are you really robbing Peter to pay Paul? Bringing Kira Delaney back and having her away from goal where she can do more damage up in the forward line. Okay, so... I don't think so. I think, I think for Kira, I think if you're going to play her and you want her as that scoring threat in the forwards, you have to sit her in on full forward, land the ball down top for her, let her use all her experience and her physicality in the world to get that ball and pop it out or whatever the case may be. I actually think they needed her out around that middle third of the field. Really? I thought she brought that extra bit of physicality that James Stevens actually needed out there. I, I will agree with you on that, but yeah. they were lacking then inside they in the were, full forward they line. They were, but then again, like if you leave her in the full forward, ha- the ball is never going to come in there. I think That's a catch-22, that isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I think that was a lot of it. Like, I know there were some hits going in, but I felt like every time they nearly hit Kira there wasn't a ball being fumbled like she was she was nearly giving it back as much as you know they were given but like and I do think they need because like even the last day against Castlegar when she was drifting out and she was making some serious runs at one stage she was down her own full back line defending and I think that's that what 50 she metre offers. run that we yeah. know that she can do that that she would put in the hook and yeah each like and I think that's I think that's what she offers to this team but and I would be afraid on the other side that if you did put her in the full forward line and you like you know as well as I do if you're in full forward you have to you have to be patient you yeah. really do the ball isn't going to be coming into you every two or three minutes like you might only get five or six balls in a game so you have to be ready for those five or six balls so are you waiting are you wasting her then for the remainder of the game leaving her in there when she can be pumping the ball in because I suppose the way James Stevens were probably looking at it and you know I would probably look at it the same yes the Duff backs were a lot more physical but I would have said that the full forward line for James Stevens had the pace but I don't but, think it was, it didn't but they didn't, didn't really utilise it no. I mean you look at it early in the second half there was two players one from each side in the Clonduff 40, in between the 45 yeah. metre line and the Clonduff goal and the Davin into the field there was two players the goalkeeper was standing in the goal mm. so literally one from each team the full back and the full forward was the only players inside all of that vast space in Crow Park from the 45 yeah. metre line to the end line I mean that ain't going to win you a match no you know if the ball is not going in there you can have all the space in the world um, and I mean there was a lot of wayward passes being put into it I mean you mentioned Fanula Carr already she mopped up an yeah. amount of ball in the half back line but her distribution there was always it seemed to me like there was a loose player from Clonduff always mm. waiting to receive a pass from Fanula when she got it but if you actually look back on it every ball that she got like <laughs> you could say oh she's just hitting and hoping it wasn't. She was hitting it directly right into the corners and both corner forwards for Paula O'Hagan and her sister Sarah Louise, they knew exactly where she was going to hit that ball at all times and they had given themselves enough cushion to drift out and to come back in because they knew that they had the pace and probably the experience on the James Stevens girls as well. Plus, they were a lot more comfortable taking shots from a long distance out as opposed oh, to what James right. Stevens yeah, were yeah. like. They were literally, they were loving it. They were, like, they were taking them at really tight angles as well, right over near the sideline and they were going over they had and weren't afraid to go for the shot no absolutely not well we are delighted to be joined in studio by the wonderful Paula Dowling who has got in from milking the cows good evening Paula good evening how are you Grant pull that into you a small little bit closer I hope I have the right button pushed there now at the minute you're Grant perfect that's nicely right you've heard what Anya has been saying about the game you were up with us watching it high in the press box I mean it's amazing to think that we actually had the press box to ourselves um, on Saturday almost before a couple of stragglers came in afterwards as well but yeah give us your take on the match at the weekend Clan Duff were ready 
like I mean the intensity that they brought to the game. Um, their striking was they had a couple of good strikers, but their striking was I wasn't outstanding. But their fielding of the ball, <clears throat> excuse me, like I mean the number of balls that they were caught. Um, I don't know whether it was the fact that James Stevens the occasion or whatever, but they caught uncontested was unbelievable. And also the running off the ball for Clondoff. There was passes going in from, say, the Hogan stand side and they were looking straight up on the far side of the wing. The number of balls that went across and then popped over. Like, I mean, you could see... But that was due to the great work by the two corner forwards because in fairness to uh, Sarah Louise and to Paula the amount of runs that they were making and, and are making I should say and actually Kaylee Byrne um, the number 16 that was there as well especially mm. towards the latter end of it was doing the exact same thing I think she actually got a ball at one stage over between the corner of the Hogan and the Nally stand area she was after making a run into the space got the ball there put it straight back across into the edge of the D and Sarah Louise was there just to put the ball over the They were playing the, the space the whole way through and as well as that what you could see is, is that the first you know the way you'd always say your full forward line is your first line of attack for them it was their first line of defence Yeah Every single ball that the full back line for James Stevens were coming out, they were in there, they were hooking, they were blocking, they were making a bloody nuisance of themselves, which is what you want, as well as having the ability and having the pace to pop over their points as well. So they were doing exactly what you want from a full forward line. You could see it straight away. And and then the feedback of the like from Fanula Carr, her distribution of the ball. Like she was getting the ball. And what I noticed is that the minute they got the ball into their hand, they didn't play it like on the hurl. They took their fourth steps, broke the tackle and then they were straight through. Then they played it on the hurl. It's what you want to see in a Komogi player. And then as a result of that, because they'd taken those four steps, busted through, they had the time and space then to plough forward. And the number of probing runs that were made during the match by Clondoff was phenomenal versus James Stevens, who seemed to be just... I, I do think the occasion probably got them, but they just seem to be slightly off the pace with them a little bit. And that's like, I mean, it's a big occasion. They're after doing great for the year the whole way through. But like Clandoff were, they weren't going out of that pitch without winning the match. That's been honest about it. And that's, it's fine margins at the very end that comes to it. And I do firmly believe psychologically they put down a marker, I think, from the very first ball that went in. Like, yeah. I mean, they were, they were, they were there for the match. And like, I mean, you would think another side, like, there's, there was some calls that you'd be going, okay, you know. But I thought he let the game flow. Yeah. There was no. And in fairness to Colin McAllister, I thought he had an excellent yeah, game. I, I mean, too. he was really consistent with the high tackles. I mean, he left the advantage go. He was going back and he was booking the player then for it as well. I, I've seen him a couple of times. We saw him in UL the last time, and actually, he was probably better last Saturday because he added to the occasion than he. He was even the day in Limerick and he had a very good game in Limerick but he had an excellent game I thought um, last Saturday as well which is great because nobody was talking about the referee and that's what that's you want it should be. you know yeah. it was all about the, the players and the teams Anya let's talk about a bit about the good work that James Stevens did do um, I mean they didn't score until the 15th minute I mean let's be fair both teams were so economical with their chances that there was only five wides in the whole game and the first of them wides came very late on I think in the first half Um, I haven't got the the exact time down on them Um, but I mean let's go to the the goal I mean James Stevens needed a carbon copy exactly as we said the last day of the goal that was scored in the All-Ireland final yeah like when you want when senior you need, final I should yeah, say yeah when you need someone to stand up I suppose listen Sophia Dwyer definitely you know a poacher was in the right place at the right time and she had first instinct was just to pull on it if that was anybody else they might have went to rise the ball you would have given um, the Clantoff goalie time to get 
get back on her balance because she was off balance and it was exactly what happened to Amy Lee in the All-Ireland final as well. She was completely off balance when she went down to bat the ball. So was uh, Katie McGilligan and Sophie just came in and pulled straight across the ground and you know that's stuff that you try to teach you know from a young age if the ball is there and like you know don't take your eyes off it just pull on it put it into the back of the net and you know she's literally to get a goal in the All-Ireland Final and then to, again to do it um, at the weekend it's a goal that was badly needed for James Stevens because I don't if I think if they had got that I think it could have been a completely different second half I think Clondoff well, would have really pushed on Well if they didn't have it I mean if Clondoff were ahead at half yeah. time I think James Stevens' heads would have dropped and I think so, it could yeah. have been a, a disaster for them in the second half whereas it wasn't they were right in it up mm. to the very end Yeah they were like and they had, a, they had an opportunity as well in the second half there and unfortunately it just you know went wide and that and you know they were to be fair like the referee had was giving them their chances as well like you know they were, were being awarded the free and then there was another free awarded which was turned over but like at the end of the day they had the opportunities there um, but you have to say like Clondoff their defence just really stood out but certainly the, the, the goal that Sophie got it really kept James Stevens in it. But you have to look back at some of the other players on the team. Like again, I thought Lucy McGrath. I think she had another really, really good performance She's solid, as well. Yeah. In her, you know, like and you know, probably for a girl that doesn't have a mountain of experience playing in the goal. You know, I think she's definitely after stand, standing up in the last couple of last couple of occasions and on a big occasion like this, you know, another in a final, like Crow Park. Being in goal is a lonely place, but being in goal in Crow Park is it's is even ten more times lonely, worse. Yeah. And, you know, I think you know she had a really solid game as well, and I think it comes down to the younger ones. You know, they certainly didn't have any fear. And I mentioned it the last day against Castlegar. I was really, really impressed with them. But you know, I think Hannah Scott. I think she had a decent game as well. Like you know, she was driving out. You know, wing back to me is is definitely without a doubt her position. position yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think, you know, overall, like Rachel Lahey started to come into it towards the end of it. She was making runs. She was trying to get on as much balls. Like she had a tough day at the office with, she um, did. with she Jenna was, Bowden. She was a like, bit she slight really though to did, Jenna, like, yeah. And you know, like the, Jenna's a, a fine, strong girl as well yeah. and Rachel is slight. So, but you know what? She, she really started to come into it. Kira Delaney, I think definitely for me has been just consistent this year for James Stevens. I think her work rate has been really, really good. Um, you know, yeah, so James Stevens like there's a lot of things Eva Cantwell got off to a great start she got on a lot of ball in the first 20 minutes or so of the game probably died out for a bit but I think that was down to James or that was down to Clondoff probably crowding everything out they yeah. they got smart after a while yeah. you noticed they because were she playing. was being clever yeah. she was she was like she was nearly playing, playing as the spare person there so like and she was mopping up the ball and she was she was distributing it well but they they cut that then out then they started pushing out further with yeah. their clearances so they were travelling that bit with it so then it was bypassing her and it was landing in exactly where they wanted in to either the two corners yeah. so they've done their homework obviously but it, it, like I mean the first te- the first half like she was clearing up all Zifa was like driving them down and it relieved an awful amount of pressure off them you know it did yeah there's lots of positives to be taken for a team so young I mean you did mention Sophie O'Dwyer I mean not winning the club all Ireland is disappointing but I mean to come away as top scorer um, any day in the, the championship for your club it's a good day at the office yeah, it certainly is. You know, it's um, it's obviously not the accolade that she would have wanted. No. You know, she'd have wanted to have a club all Ireland in her back pocket. But yeah, like, you know, Sophie has been very consistent on her frees all year. And, you know, she's definitely, you know, deserves to deserve to be in that sc- top scoring position. I think when you look at it, you had uh, Kira Quirk was there as well. Caroline Jordan was there as well. Funny enough, Paul O'Hagan was next to her. I don't know what the difference was, but Sarah Louise Griffin was kind of a, a little bit down in that top 10 as well. So it just goes to show really the powerhouses that have been 
been in the Intermediate Championship this year. Yeah, well, as disappointing and all as it was for everybody, I mean, it's not an easy place to be. It's great and everyone will come and chat to you when you're after winning games. It's the loneliest place to be in Crow Park after an All-Ireland final loss, whether it's with your club or whether it's with your county. And we've been at many, many of them. And the last thing you want to do is been talking to anyone that's involved in the media especially when they're asking you to do an interview but in fairness and we've always said this that John Scott has always come on whether win, lose or draw he has always made himself available and John spoke to me directly after the All-Ireland final underneath the Davin stand and here's what he said to me John Scott disappointing wasn't to be uh, three points to fees to Clonduff. Let's be fair, they probably are a very good Clonduff team as well, but disappointing nonetheless to lose an All Ireland final. Ah, yeah, look, it's very disappointing to lose the All Ireland final. Um, and but in fairness, Clonduff thought they were the better team on the day. Um, just look, things didn't go right for us. Be, even within within the last, we were still in the game. There's five minutes to go. Uh, we were down to two points, um, and even that's without holding well. Like so, look, it, in fairness. I know, look, it's just hard to take it at the moment. But look, um, I still think that we did, uh, we gave them a fair old game. I think it was a good game with Camogie. But I do think now, Clondoffa, right now, they're probably the best team on the day. Is it fair to say that their work rate was far superior to your own girls that was in it? I mean, they didn't give you much chance on the ball at all. Anytime one of your players got it, there was four and five girls. And I don't know, the, the James Stevens girls just didn't seem to have any answer for us. Just, just the the strength and depth I suppose that Clon Duff had yeah look every t- and the chasing packs every time the ball broke we were just talking about it there myself and Philly Larkin there was one time there right at the very end even when Emma Gaffney got the ball there was four of them around her within seconds like you know and that's what it takes to win the All-Irons and as I keep on saying to the girls it was those little things that make the difference and uh, look it seemed to come out on top for them this, today the goal certainly helped you just before half time as well and going in I think it was level or one point in it at half time you were really in it up to that but only four points in the, the second half as well you're probably not too happy with that No look I think uh, I think they had as well marshalled as well up in the forwards uh, we couldn't find the, we just couldn't find any space at all we were moving the forwards in out back left right but we just couldn't seem to get any space at all to get even to free up Neve Dealy like, especially some of our county players trying to get them on the ball more but look I think they had as well marshalled they had as well cornered where the new who to put on who and uh, look in fairness they did, their, they did their homework only two scores in the forward line scoring in the whole game as well disappointing ah yeah look disappointing you need your forwards you need your forwards clicking like um, when things are going well for you things are always going well but when things are down that's when you need people to dig deep and come out and put on top but look look today it just didn't happen for us and, but look fair play to Clondoff they, they deserve what they got like I think they played fierce well you had a chance open near the end and we don't like seeing and anyone else either but he had a free on the 20 metre line and the referee overturned it after a little bit of afters between Sophie and someone else as well not saying it might have helped your cause or you might have scored anything from it but it was certainly a turning point It was a turning point a little bit alright now yeah yeah. I actually believe it or not I was actually at the time I was talking around to someone because I thought we had the free and when I turned around and I see him throwing in the ball I was actually asking the linesman what was after happening uh, I didn't realise that Sophie was after she pushed one of them back or something and to look wants to retaliate that's it 
small margins John you know to, to, as you said you were right into it I thought that maybe you might have done the same to Clondoff what they had done to go to here a couple of years ago but just wasn't to be the, they're an experienced team they just ground out the win in the yeah, end Yeah they grounded out the win look and, and the final savage effort even last year, last week for the semi-final and look they, they, they deserve it today definitely under under performance even though just even before that we got that free there was a ball that came back remember if you remember it was like a carbon copy of the goal in the All-Ireland and so if you pulled on and just, just clipped out your man actually said it clipped the bottom of the, the, um, the, the upright, upright like. so that, that's how close and there's small margins yeah small margins either way and it could have been different but look, let's not take away from it it has been a terrific year for yourselves your county champions it's only your third loss in four seasons of championship and one of them losses is an All-Ireland final I mean you have to be so proud of the team oh look I am immensely proud of this girls and I even said it we had a meeting last night and I just said that I could never be so proud no matter what the result was today it was such a bonus to get to where we are to get that team like they were junior three years ago and to come from junior intermediate and straight up into the All-Ireland final in the intermediate I just, it's a phenomenal what they're after doing like. and believe it or not I even just I haven't actually said it to him yet but one of me you always say I'm great for your stats but that was their last intermediate game this time next year we'll be senior you're dead right there and to be fair you're such a young team as well God only knows the possibility of where they could go John oh yeah look that's it um, and, and I think that was a big issue today I thought it was like a lot of the time it was girls against women like when went into the tackle you could see that there were like you know being physically strong to get past they couldn't get past like you know and look and that's that will come I think with our girls in time like we, I think we finished today with uh, a, a good few there was a few I think it was two 16 year olds and even then there was 17 year olds and 18 year olds playing so look I think the future is bright for James Stevens come all at the moment anyway well look you've always been gracious whether it's in defeat or whether you win games with your time with us we certainly appreciate it commiserations today it's great to get to an All-Ireland final you want to win it wasn't to be Clandoff were the better team on the day but uh, well done and a fantastic year and we'll see you in senior next year thanks very much Martin and you will do Yeah, thanks very much to John for that, I suppose. It was hard to get some of the players to come out and chat to us. Obviously, they were very dejected in the dressing room. Um, And the fact that it was right beside the Clonduff dressing room as well when you were trying to do the interviews, it just goes to show it's chalk and cheese between winners and a runners-up dressing room. Clonduff were cheering them. Why shouldn't they? They were only after winning the club championships. But Hannah Scott did come out to have a chat with us as well under the Davin stand. And here's what Hannah had to say to us. Hannah Scott, commiserations, you look dejected, not a nice place to be in Crow Park after losing an All-Ireland final, but you can be so proud of your achievements, I mean even to get here was fantastic, but give us your override emotion at the minute. Uh, we're a little bit heartbroken now to Martin, to be honest, uh, we put in a lot, a lot of work this year between all the management and the players, the girls put in some shift this year, so... Uh, we're a bit defeated now today but look we have to be proud of ourselves to get in here um, and we played a great game I suppose we didn't it didn't go all our way like we didn't have a some bits of play weren't the best but look um, we have to be proud of ourselves of what we did today and how, how far we came Were you a bit nervous at the start because as we said previous a lot of the girls would never have played here in Crow Park before and it is a daunting place when you step out onto that field first <coughs> Yeah I think um 
Look, Camogie's on the back foot a bit to Hurling and there's a few girls there haven't even set foot in Nolan Park so playing in Crow Park was a different ball game altogether and there's such young girls there like we have Emily Smith coming up and Larkin, Philly's daughter there hasn't even played in Nolan Park so there's there's definitely some young girls there who had the nerves but you know what they kept cool they kept calm and they, did, they played well they did themselves proud so yeah that's all I have to say to them <laughs> It's hard to believe that it's only your third defeat in four years and one of those defeats is in an All-Ireland club final but just to get here with all of your teammates I mean let's be fair it has been a good year for the club and yourself so far I mean you won the, the county championships you won Leinster at your first attempt as well so you know even to get to an All-Ireland final was a real bonus this year Absolutely we're, we were delighted we, it was probably we didn't even believe we were here today last week when we were told we were playing the Crow Park it was uh, we didn't believe it and it was just such an achievement for the club and we're all do you know what we're all just so proud of ourselves for getting this far and uh, winning the county final was one step and then to, on, on to Leinster again and even this just to get here today is absolutely unbelievable so yeah we're very proud of ourselves We said it to your dad there earlier on as well you're such a young bunch of girls you're now going up into senior like it's hard to believe that's your last game is intermediate like for uh, hopefully what will be a long time for yourselves but I mean going forward into even senior next year with such a young team the possibilities is endless for you Absolutely we're going strength to strength and it's great to see young girls coming up stepping up to the mark um, there's great girls there they're a great bunch so I'm delighted to be a part of them and we're just doing we're going from strength to strength so it's great to be there and we had a great game today but sure look it just didn't go our way but we'll be there next year hopefully <laughs> Look I know it's not easy to come out and yap to the media especially when you lose an All-Ireland final but thank you so much for doing it and well done on getting here you played very very well you can be very proud of yourselves no doubt that you are and the rest of your team mates as well so I'll let you go rejoin the rest of the girls thanks a million Martin yeah, thanks a million to you, Hannah, for that. As I said, not easy to come out when you are a player after losing a final and to do an interview either. So fair play to Hannah. Um, a lot of work goes on in the background, as everybody knows, in the clubs, whether you're a club secretary, whether you're a club PRO, but a club chairperson, we can't say chairman, we can in the instance of Brian Lackey because he is the chairman out in James Stevens. but the the work that goes on with the committees and everyone else in a club to get a uh, a team to an All-Ireland final is unbelievable. They're so proud when they're there um, and it was a great achievement to get to Crow Park and I caught up with Brian Lahey afterwards and while he was disappointed, we'll say, with uh, the loss, the future was still bright for the James Stevens chairman. (sighs) Brian Lahey... It's disappointment for yourself and the club, but I mean, as chairman of a group of players that's got to an All-Ireland Intermediate Club final at their first attempt, it really is amazing. It's absolutely amazing, Martin. Obviously, we're disappointed, but the better team won. We can't argue with that. We gave it everything to say. We kept them within three points. It's testament to the girls and their spirit because they were by far the better team, stronger team, very athletic, but we kept fighting, fighting, fighting and we were there till the end you know a lucky goal we could have been back in it so we gave it everything we're so so proud of the girls we were talking earlier on as well and we did say it it was like women coming up again small girls the physicality of the Clondorf women they have the experience they've been here before but James Stephen certainly didn't disgrace yourselves and as he said running the the champions of intermediate level now within the county to two to three points and as you say if that goal from Sophie had to barely go the other side of the post things might have been a bit different but uh, 
uh, look, no complaints, Clondoff, we're just a better team. Today. Exactly, we're, we'd be kind of be clutching at straws to say we might get back <laughs> in there, but we always believed and we, we said... We can always clutch, can't we? Exactly, and say maybe an old poxy goal or something go in, my keeper's in it, but no, we've no complaints. We, we couldn't break the tackle, they were physically stronger than us. We all, they had their game plan was done to perfection our Neve Dealy, Michelle, Emma when they got the ball there were two and to be honest they looked like they wanted it a bit more they were into every tackle there was two or three of them honest their game plan worked very well I think nerves got to a lot of our girls the game passed by a lot of our younger girls because their first time you know Molly Burke there Emily Smith they only came into the team the last couple of weeks so you know they learn from experience and hopefully they can go on and be senior next year our start of the aim of the year at, at the aim at the start of the year was win intermediate and get senior we've done it this was all just an added bonus and it was a great trip to be honest I'm so proud of the girls yeah John was saying it earlier on it's hard to believe like that this is your last game at intermediate but the season I suppose has been so long I mean we are at the 17th of December we're here in a freezing cold Crow Park at the minute and what might have been wasn't to be but it has been a fantastic year for yourselves and the club unbelievable it shortens the winter as they say we'll give them two weeks off we'll start back <laughs> training and then for senior next year but uh, no it's great and you know it's Christmas now next week and we still have a minor final to play which will be on early in the new year I'm sure so don't talk to me about them fixtures <laughs> now yet so there's, there's still some hurling to play but look we'll go back to the club we'll have a good night tonight and probably tomorrow and the girls will rest but so so proud of the girls they gave it everything I know they're disappointed but you know, they gave it everything all year and we went to the well a few times and we're lucky got over a couple of matches but that's their spirit Sport to sport, you have disappointment, you have highs, you have lows. We can hear the Clando players inside next to us, and they are all elated. Your girls are dejected in there, but I mean, there's no disgrace in the way that she performs today. They're a very young team. We said that to John earlier as well. Like the possibilities with this team in a couple of years' time, even God only knows, he could be contesting the senior final here shortly. Yeah, you well, you'd hope it's like anything in a club. You're hoping to build. I've been with a lot of those girls since they started under six and under sevens, and bringing them up the way. You're hoping we need more. Co- coming through because the other side you'll have one or two work might come into play they might move away you just don't know what can happen so you have to keep feeding the team and we hope we've underage teams and like every team if you can get a couple off every team it makes your panel stronger and competition as well for places like the last couple of years we had a standard 15 but this year we had a few more girls to bring on and just make the panel stronger and that's what it's all about keeping the girls playing and getting them up and you know hopefully feed a junior team so we have two teams in the club and we should have just keep playing the game yeah, well, that's very important and well said as well. Look, from our point of view on Casey Lauren with Scoreline as well, and especially on Come On Kind with the podcast, you've always been so good with your time. And anytime we ever asked you to come on or do interviews or make some of the girls available to us, you always have done. Wasn't to be today, Brian, but look, you've given us a great year. We're still going up onto Christmas week, so uh, commiserations today. Well done on getting here, and we look forward to what might be in 2023. Thanks, Martin, and thanks to everyone for all their support throughout the year. It's been great. As I said, we had the banter with Come On Kind and listening back and getting slagged off when we're on it or we said something wrong. So it made our year and it brought a bit of lighthearted to the dressing room as well to keep us going in the winter. By the way, for John, the underdog, t- or the underdog tag didn't work today. Not this time, not this time, Martin. <laughs> thanks a million. Well done, Brian. 
Yeah, thanks very much to Brian Lahey for that. And it's great that some of the coaches around anyway uh, doesn't take things too seriously when we're giving our opinions or anything for it. I know some of it might use it as motivation. But as we said earlier, that does complete the end of the club championship scene for 2022. The next thing now is to get all of the entries in together and get the grading done amazingly for 2023, which won't be that far away. We're only a couple of weeks away from ringing in the new year and starting back all over again with the intercounty season that's going to be upon us a little after Christmas as well but from our point of view to everyone who did take part in the club championships um, with interviews coming on giving your opinion um, and to James Stevens for the brilliant run that they gave us right up to the week before Christmas it wasn't to be last Saturday but they certainly done the province and the club out there very proudly indeed so well done to all involved there. Bush Telegraph is a great thing, I can tell you that much, because Jerry Drennan has just, while we are in the middle of recording, sent us on the post-primary fixtures, um, as we were talking about them in a couple of podcasts ago. So he's just after telling me that the A and B... Uh, championship games are oh no sorry the A championship games have been upset by the bad weather recently so they are a small little bit behind uh, schedule but he did tell me that the Leinster final is still scheduled to take place on the 14th of January with the semi-finals to take place on the 7th of January um, and those are not going to be known yet however uh, the quarterfinals has been upset by weather in the B competitions but Skull Wera of Trim is in the semi-final and they are to play either St. Brendan's of Bor or Mount Rath Community School who is playing in the quarter-final and Gorey Community School is uh, sorry that's the other way around Skullwira Trim is actually playing the winner of Castle Comer Community School and the runner-up in Group 3 which he doesn't actually tell me who it is in that one and Gorey Community School are waiting on the winners of the St. Brendan's Bor and Mount Rath Community School that quarterfinal. So as I said, all them semi-finals are due to take place on the 7th and that is in the Senior B Championship in the C. Senior C uh, Championship just coming down through it here now and the semi-finals are going to be known. So we have an interest in this. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have the Sacred Heart of Tullamore is going to be playing Kalosh de Wira of Johnstown in the first of that semi-final and Kalosh de Aon Ree, which if I'm not mistaken, Paula Dowling is the new school of the community, St. Bridges, yeah, Bridges, Bridges and the CBS. And CBS together, yeah. uh, so it's great that there's two Kilkenny teams involved there and they are going to be playing St. Joseph's uh, Rock. Rochford Bridge am I right on saying that Um, those are going to be the two semi-finals in the C uh, Senior C that is and they're taking part on the 7th of January moving along to the Senior D competition then uh, and just going down through the fixtures here the semi-finals are known and St. Joseph's of Navan is going to be taking on Crea College spelled C-R-E-A-G-H and in the other semi-final Mount Mellick Community School is going to be taking on Haywood Community 
community school as well and that is the senior C or senior D sorry senior D uh, semi-finals there and again all of them are down for the 7th and the 8th of January in the junior A competitions then as well the semi-finals uh, are not known in that so we will have to wait and see what the story is with it the quarter finals have been played so Kalosh Dewira of Johnstown had a very good win against Burr in their quarter final and they are now going to be playing the Prez Wexford in the semi-final uh, on the 14th of January and have you interest in this Mrs Dowling? Uh, yeah, no, no, they seem to be going really well. The Clostrovera team seems to be going very well at that age group. Um, I, I, There's a good few from around Norkel Kenny and a lot of leash under 16 players on that as well. There's a good connection there on that side as well. And then um, I do think you need to watch uh, in the senior uh, see um, what you call them I was going to say St Bridget's not St Bridget's anymore Colossi yeah very strong outfit uh, very strong with uh, a lot of in, inter-county underage players involved very strong saw them playing about what five or six weeks ago against Colossi Johnstown and they were just phenomenal mm. like just they have a lovely team and there's great work always been done by there by um, Noelle Noelle yeah well in fairness to her she nearly always do tell us when they are involved in it but yeah um, they're going to be involved there as well but yeah Colossi Johnstown is now in the semi-final of the Junior B competition um, and as we said they are taking on the Prez of Wexford not going to be an easy one for them but uh, one that they'll relish the other game then that was in the quarterfinals was Boris Vocational School beat Gorey 5-7-3 points and that means that Jerry Drennan's own Banahar College is going to be taking on Boris Vocational School in that semi-final um, there to be played by the 14th of January as well so no doubt Jerry will be interested and obviously we have uh, Boris connections of, in yeah, Boris, Boris as well would, yeah. yeah there's a nice few blacks and whites Greg Namana um Bar Rangers, you have a nice few that are involved with the Boris School as well. So, um, and if I'm not mistaken, that's the one that Orla Dormer is actually teaching in. Am I yes. right with that? I think yeah. so. Anyway, um, the Junior C competition again. We're waiting on uh, fixtures and results to come in in that one. The same with the Junior D competitions. So, just the ones that I have given you are the ones that are available at the minute. Um, and no doubt we'll uh, be keeping an eye on all of those things um, in January and how the schools are going as well when we get up and running again with our podcast so thank you very much to Jerry Drennan for that information it's great to have it hot off the press and I was actually going to find out of him uh, earlier today and things just caught up with me and I didn't get a chance to so Jerry was reading my mind so thank you for that Jerry um, for that piece of information obviously as I said the next piece of Come On Kind which is going to be season 4 we are going to be moving into the inter-county season and that's going to be starting obviously um, in February uh, which takes place the week after the CCAO Ashburn Cup finals which are all underway currently at the minute with different colleges taking part and obviously Kilkenny girls spread all over the country taking part in the CCAO competitions which are running up until the 11th and 12th of February when the final week is going to be taking part in that Um, so we wish all of the colleges and all of the Kilkenny girls the very best of luck in that and again we'll keep everyone uh, up to date with information on that as soon as we can 
obviously our own Facebook page is now going as well for Come On Kind. So if you want to join in on that and follow all of the happenings where we will be keeping an eye on the CCA results and posting them up on the Facebook page and keeping everyone abreast of how things are going. So keep an eye on that. As we said, the National League, the Camogie National League is starting back on the 18th of February with Kilkenny taking part in Division 1 and Division 2. And Anya and myself will be back on the road again, uh, which won't be too far or too long coming, Anya. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose we're... Um, or the we're producer, leaving the, you at home this year. I, I don't know. Do we, do we want to produce no, our next year? Right? None of them can go on holidays either. They can just all suck it up a little. What do you think? Well, actually... <laughs> <laughs> they can't go on holidays in the middle of the season like they did this year, even if it is to get married. Now, I'm not going to get in the middle of a debate here between three women, even though I am far enough away from the three of you. Uh, we'll leave that come right, to another I day. Need to tackle these two. <laughs> You're brave. Well, it's good. Help you if you try tackle me, I can tell you that much, because you'll only put your back out. Championship, uh, league and championship for the seniors next year. Obviously, they were pipped to the post by Cork um, with that draw down mm-hmm. in Parky Creef and didn't get into the knockout stages of the National League due to scoring difference. I think the league format is changing next year. We haven't got the format, but we do have the dates and they are starting on the 18th of February. So, give us your take early on. They've just won the All Irelands, they're heading off on holidays in December, uh, albeit with the Limerick Hurlers as well on the same holiday which could be interesting um, but give us your take on how things are going to go for the team in 2023 like obviously there's going to be a, a tag on their head heading into the 2023 season um, I think Brian is certainly going to use the league as an opportunity to look at a lot an awful lot of the new young players that are going to be coming through the crop because I would expect a couple of new faces to be to be coming into the panel there just would to you? see what the, yeah I think so I think yeah I think there will be I think there'll be a couple of new faces that'll be that'll certainly come in there and um, it'll be interesting to see what way it'll be worked with the intermediates then as well this year like will a couple of them get some senior game time you have to remember like the girls are going off on holidays for it's January they're going like so realistically when they come back they're only going to have four weeks of training um, there's probably going to be a couple of niggles in that and I'm sure some girls will potentially probably be given a break and some girls might be you know, maybe deciding what they're going to be doing. So I think it's going to be, I think there's potentially going to be a kind of a nearly an overhaul on the team for the league. I think a lot of girls will get an awful lot of game time and I think Brian is certainly going to, he's going to go into the league with the same, in the same way that he probably did this year and he needs to, to he wants to get to know his players, wants to get to know a couple of the new girls and see where some of the, we we'll say the girls that are already on the panel, see where they are now at at this stage. I think it's the right thing to do. Look look what happened, well, look what made it made them last year if you ask me. I think that... Is that important though as well to rest the players because obviously as we mentioned the CCAO games are continuing yeah. so a lot of these girls that are only finished with the club especially the James Stevens girls they are playing colleges as well they're still continuing on into January right up to the league so they're not really going to get any kind of a break at all so is the league important for different players to give girls game time to see you know 
I mean, is the league important enough to go for it? I know nobody yeah. really wants to lose it, but is it what you're saying, a kind of a stepping stone for the provincial championship moving in then to the All-Ireland series? Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really important this year because I do think that the Kilkenny panel have an awful lot of guards that are going to be playing in the Ashburn, the Purcell Cup or the Father Mark Cup this year. And you have to remember that's literally only going to be finished the week before the first round of the league. So I wouldn't be surprised if an awful lot of those guards are going to be rested. Now, I do think if they are performing well during the colleges I, I can't see I, I think that they will be kind of sprung and kind of maybe bringing their form into that but I do think the I do think the league is very very important to see what some of the new players are like and will they be able to meet that standard when it comes to championship like I think we've certainly felt like for example you look at Tiffy Fitz Tiffy Fitz only started getting her start really this year with the seniors and because of the way she played throughout the whole league she held her spot and she was a shoe in then when it came to championship yeah. and I think that's where you find like your Raw new player talent. yeah I think that's where you find them and I do think there's going to be a couple of them I think an awful lot of girls are going to get um, a good bit of a run throughout in the league this year and I think it's going to be really interesting to see like because I think we're in a very good position in Kilkenny at the moment is where that we have a consistent conveyor belt going and that we have new talent that's coming on and on and we should be we should be using the league to get these girls out and give them a run at the legs the intermediate as well that's just going to be twice as important this year you know it's a new management team that's going in there I'm not really sure but I would imagine there's going to be an awful lot of new faces in on the intermediate squad as well this year so I'm sure Seamus and the lads will want to get to know everybody equally and I'm sure they're going to be using the league to to, um, find out what exactly they have and what exactly they're working with as well. Can I ask you about the under-23 championship that they're trying to start up potentially Brilliant. Uh, within Camogie? Now, it all depends on entries received uh, and structure and grading will obviously be confirmed once the final numbers um, have been received as well. It all depends, obviously, on whether those under-23 players can be part of the senior panel or not, because if they are, it's going to put severe pressure on all of the panels around the place. I think I think we have to remember that there's a big difference between hurling and camogie in this and there's if like I get what they're saying that you can't really have under 23 players on a senior panel that's all well and good in hurling where you have a lot more people that are involved and like realistically on a senior squad you might only have one or two on a hurling squad one or two maybe that would be under mm. in, on that under 23 bracket or whatever the case may be but when you look at it in camogie you're going to have a think, lot of them. I don't think anybody that's playing on the under twenty three championship will be if they're playing on the senior or part of the senior panel or if they're listed yeah, on it. Which means or listed on the intermediate, yeah. they can't play with the at under twenty three panel. And that's fine, but I think then that's going to weaken weaken counties. Then again, you don't know because like when you be looking at some players, there's some players like the maturity rate of players. Some you can think of players. Some players, okay, they they mature younger or whatever but then there's others that don't really come into themselves or don't find their feet until they're in their sort of late teens 20s and are only sort of find their feet so I suppose it's looking to see those that are nearly there but not quite there and it should well, be another stepping stone yeah. from minor to yeah and I think that's the, that's the way it should be looked yeah. at is to hone in and that mm. like is the age proper Paula like the under 23 I mean you said <laughs> it's a bit weird it's sorry, a bit of an like, odd age I was just going to say that Martin is the under 23 kind of hitting the girls that are getting loads of game time in Anyway, like 
23, they're probably still in college. So you're now going to put in an under 23 grade. When are they going to put it in? What time of the year are they talking about? I, I, there's no, I can't see and it down at the I, minute. I, I if you play intermediate, can you play, if you're on an intermediate panel, Again, or does I, it mean? I don't know I would think minute. I would think under 21 would probably be striking yeah. better because like the fall off is, lads, there's no point. If I could make one Christmas wish, right, for this year is that every club in Kilkenny retain every player that's in their last year of under 16 and retain every player that's in their last year of minor. If every club did that, that's where we're having the fall off of players. Yeah, because five years seems to be a long time. Like people were saying that yes, the under 22 championship in Kilkenny is a great idea mm. because it does give the girls, and I know it was brought in post COVID because of, mm. that was the reason why, but it seemed to work very well. And I mean, even the under 22 final between Pilltown and the Roar that was played a couple of weeks ago was a fantastic game of Camogie play between two teams. But as you were mentioning before, is five years too much between under 18s finishing their championship and then an under 23 championship starting because obviously the under 18 can still go in at senior time straight after she's finished the All-Ireland. Well I would definitely think it, under 21 would probably work better right and having been involved with the minor last year we had two panels of girls now how many of those are going to progress on to at the moment they mightn't be ready yet but to progress on onto intermediate or progress on onto senior, right? Mm. At least that gives them an avenue and a time to hone their skills. And what I would see really be important about the under 21 is that whoever would be involved that the feedback would be there. Okay, you need to work on things. Like it's all when a good coaching team and say, sorry, look, you're just not up to the mark. You have to give feedback. You have to tell, you know, you need to work tell on A, B and C. Do, yeah. What you need to work on. And that's, that's whereby... I suppose that 360 degree attitude with regard to management and training has to come to play. Okay, you're doing well at A, B and C. You have to be able to take the constructive criticism as well. It's not that you're trying to be negative towards somebody, but to say, right, you're doing A, B and C good, but we need to work. You need to focus on like your control. You're not going down low enough over the ball. You're not, you know, your work rate needs to improve. If you don't give them that instruction at that stage... By the time they get to 21, 22, they're not going to be able to do it. And there's a lot of players out there who are fabulous hurlers, fabulous, but their work rate off the ball may not be up to par. And they need to realise that and to be that it should be seen as that, that you can give that honest to God feedback and say, listen, you need to improve on A, B, C and D. I'm and probably going to up a, a huge quagmire here now for myself and a big can of worms. But I mean constructive criticism is great and I mean these are amateurs as well we've seen it recently in the professional sport I mean when it even comes to nutrition and um, the way people oh, yeah. should be doing S&C etc I mean realistically if you're a coach now are you going to go to the problems or the bother uh, of telling someone where they should be improving for fear of backlash because a certain players may not take constructive criticism and as we've seen in other sports as well it can be potentially blown out of all proportion to something that it wasn't meant to be. It's not what you say it's how you say how it. How you say it. It took the words out of me. And like I mean the key thing is is that if you're involved with any management group and I'm sure only you'd say that if the girls don't feel that you're invested in them and that you're there mm-hmm. for the betterment of them their skill set their ability and that you are honest to God like you take on board you know other stuff there's extra stuff that goes on in their lives and that they feel comfortable Mm -hmm. to say look I'm bogged down in work I need a bit of time off study is getting to me whatever that if they don't feel like that there's a good support structure around them that's when you're going to have issues so I mean from my perspective what I'd be saying is that it's not what you say it it's how you say it and also whoever would be coaching a team that it's important that players feel comfortable enough to be able to come and talk to them and know that if something is saying right listen you're going great striking is great off the left on the 
right, you need to do a bit of work on your ball wall. Whatever is being done or being said is being done in such a way that it's giving them information that's you know that they can build on from there talk about, I had it. A talk about information the minor information seems to be pinging flying. big time there at the minute Paula I had a, an interesting conversation with a 15 year old a couple of years ago who packed in hurling just packed it in lost interest didn't want to you know just and wasn't too bad at it but I had the conversation with him and I said why are you after packing it in and he said there's no encouragement he plays a bit of rugby as well. He said, I go to rugby and no matter what I do, I'll be told that was grand. But maybe if you change the way you th- you offloaded the ball and I don't have all the rugby lingo, but there was encouragement all the way along the line that no matter what he did, first of all, you got the encouragement. And then there was the suggestion that if you did it whatever way differently that it might work better for you but not only did the coach do it his peers and the team did it as well we don't have that in in Harlan and Camogie per se if you and if you're it's like everything if you're going to continually hear no no you can't do this no you can't do that suddenly all you hear is no so we need to change our way of and it's even giving power to the player in one way and that you get them to say okay right what do you think what, you exactly. need to improve on and that's whereby they have to start thinking because like I mean again it's like you always say oh god he's got a great hurling brain or a great she's got a great camogie brain mm. that's part of the whole thing it's to engage it's not just being able to hit the ball left and right and being the fastest and being the strongest it's about being able to engage the brain and even after watching Fanula Carr was a prime example at the weekend her hurling brain is just fantastic yeah. and that's what was but like, you never lose class no no. you know to be fair to Fanula but it's all. also given the player permission to ask the question Martin because sometimes players are intimidated by coaches and like I know we're going down we're gone off of what you asked us really but we're not and we have this, this podcast you could come up with anything, come up with so anything. But keep like, going we have, play, we have coaches at the minute who don't have a foundation level course now I'm the first person to put my hand up and say the piece of paper doesn't make you the coach but nor does being an ex-player make you a coach but maybe marrying the two one will learn from the other and you learn something and you learn how to talk to people like kids are different this is not 2022 heading into 2023 you have to know how to talk to kids and, and bring them with it's, you it's you not only kids everything yeah, but you have to go out that. you know the dumb believables are the, the, the two giants I want to go out there and see blood in them down halls and yeah. Yeah, you pull can't, into do, that that can't do that anymore but like, you know you'd love to be telling them that but you oh, can't do that yeah, uh, you obviously don't be around too many dressing rooms women because uh, I can tell you it still goes on I know but what, what we're trying to say is that there's so many other sports that people are being drawn towards right and there's so many other things going on in people's mm. lives As I and keep they're getting the encouragement to partake mm. in those and to further their development in them and maybe we should take while we don't like promoting other sports maybe we should start taking a couple of leaves out of the books and using them oh you're saying advantage. very quiet on this subject yeah I know but the other thing is it's a passport as well around the world I always keep saying that where do you go in the world you go anywhere and if somebody sees you at a hurl or sees you sitting in a bar or whatever it's about making memories making friends keeping girls involved that pride of place pride of parish actually, pride ta- in the talking jersey. about keeping girls involved it was actually lovely to hear the week after we had the Come On Kinds team of the oh, year that, was that a couple of the girls was actually after receiving nominations on the night had actually plans to pack in Camogie in 2023 until they got the nomination in recognition of their work because they thought they weren't good enough to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all the people that won the awards, it's great for them. But for the people that you hear like that, 
it actually makes us feel really good to the fact that we can help somebody unknowns to us at the time to keep them playing camogie next year as well. But imagine if you were a coach with a team and you could impart that kind of encouragement to people directly. How many but, more but sorry, you can uh, Sorry, the reason why I'm remaining quiet on this is um, because I actually think that comes down to the coach themselves and mm-hmm. if they have the if they have the manner to actually be able to conduct themselves in that way. And I think that's what it does come down to a lot of it. I think a coach I think a coach has to be someone who's extremely approachable. Like I've had my fair share of coaches. I really, really have and some of the like some of them have been absolutely brilliant. Whereas I know that in the morning if I had a problem I could ring them up and I could have a chat with them. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, but, some but of them then are there's, so there's other coaches that are un, uh, that are not approachable, and I think it does come down to the actual coach themselves. Like we can sit here and say, like you know, Paul could be my coach. She could tell right, right on, you need to do this, you need to improve on that, and that's fine. I find but, you approachable, so I will listen to mm. you. But you say to me, Lillian, and I'm looking at you going. You're not crushable. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm not. I, I can't. It, I can't it, talk to you about. Yeah, it. but it is, and also depends, mm. I suppose, with regard to teams, depending on the age demographic, yeah. depending on the type of team you have. Like a coach that works for or a manager for one team won't necessarily work for another. Another team, yeah, yeah. And it is. It is very subjective. Mm. But I suppose it's just if people know where they stand that's what gets me is that clear lines communication like uh, I feel like I'm talking on work now but like if, if you're straight up with people and know where you stand yeah. that's the key thing like I mean and it's to make it enjoyable there has yeah. to be a little bit of banter it, along the way but it's also about like I think you know the best coach possible is the person that has the best interest of the team and the squad and the development of the sport at hand and not just an invested interest in themselves and themselves or their only child. or their career yeah. or their child or their daughter comes, yeah. a lot of it comes down to clubs picking the, the wrong people for different age groups as well mm. And I, I, I feel this is a whole different quagmire of a podcast <laughs> that we could be really going on for the but whole no, night it's just, it's just a fact is that what really in my head what I'm thinking is that if you're involved at Camogie you're there because you want to see yep. girls stay playing you want to see them enjoy it you're not there for any other and reason. that's the important bit to keep yeah. girls playing Camogie like why do we all do what we do we're all slightly nuts yeah. and we're just because we love the game and that's what it's all about yeah. but sure we are no I mean, you're we're, right we're, we're constantly being told we're nuts <laughs> anyway while you are talking I mean you are part of the minor management team again this year don't be doing that to me now at all because I mean this we're moving into season 4 with our podcast um, which is going to be divulging information on all of our county teams so I mean you have your list of fixtures you're starting the 11th of March I think it is Yep, 11th of March out, so it'll be interesting. Training going all right at the minute? Training's going well. Young, a, different, a lot of new faces and um, players. Um, lovely bunch of girls. Um, uh, very enthusiastic. Um, and I think it'll be an interesting year for us. Good. Well, we hope and that uh, it will be a good year for you, but we've no doubt that you'll be keeping us informed of everything that's going on. Right, I'm conscious of the time as well because I didn't think we were going to be as long, but it's great. It's our last one um, of the year. So I'm going to ask the tree and put you on the spot for the year of 2022. Give us your highlights. And I'm going to start with... Paula Dowling I'm going to give I'm no, going to give on your time because she's going she's going to need time we can of like, course we can go club and county is that alright yes no problem so I got my county one I know that one county one highlight for me was the day that we played in Nolan Park in the B Leinster final yeah. the minors minors mm-hmm. really it was just 
I could still see the girls we brought them in here and they were talking to yourself and how for a lot of them it was the first time they'd ever played in Nolan Park. And that was actually mentioned on Saturday actually after the I was match just going to say a lot it, yeah. of the girls hadn't even played in Nolan Park let alone play in Crow Park. Mm. And I remember and it was just and I suppose it was uh, that weekend was a high because they, they had it was just a high it was a high of a weekend Well you were actually on first so the B was yeah. actually you yeah. won the first before yeah, the A's was playing in Dixborough the Dixborough following day. day and it was just a high um, it was just it just it felt like it made I, because it was in Nolan Park and because it was such high profile it made the Leinster Championship feel like it should feel a bit more special yeah if, that, if really we can put special. it that way and then even the next day against Dublin in Dixborough the crowd that was there there was quite a big crowd there the atmosphere was brilliant there was a, a buzz and it was a lovely way because after the disappointment of losing against Galway it was just the buzz of that that would have been a personal highlight now the Ireland was brilliant and everything else that went there, but for personally just for those bunch of girls and seeing how they reacted to the whole weekend. I thought it was just brilliant. And club boys then? Um, I've got loads of club ones. Uh, sure, it has to be fresh. Fresh for playing, to yeah, getting to the quarterfinal was great, but that was a high and a low all in one day, <laughs> I think. It was, but the fact that you went on your own uh, this year. I mean, oh, yeah, that was great. Let, let's be fair. I mean, you were worried potentially at the start of the year that you may not compete. And yeah. everyone proved it wrong. I mean, you really did compete and we're unlucky. We did. And you know what, it, what I really enjoyed about that part of the thing it was getting to know girls. Yeah. And they're a great bunch of girls. They're slightly nuts, so that's great. That's why I probably get along with them. And they're sound out. But I suppose the highlight, I suppose, is <coughs> after the dressing room. Um, we're in the dressing room after that match. Everybody devastated. And we'd had a hard year. We had players that had lost family and sorry for getting emotional here and parents had passed away and everything and you know what the feeling in the dressing room and the sense of camaraderie from all those girls was just fabulous and um, it was actually quite funny at the time because there were everybody and some of the girls stood up and talked and it was just basically that's what the GA family is about it's about having people around you that you know we do it for each other and that's yeah. why we do it and that's why we all get involved in it so I suppose it was a high and a low for us no, but I uh, finished that, off yeah. on a high won the under 16 shield and that was brilliant with a great bunch of girls that I think will go places so watch out for us in a couple of years time Aye. and don't worry about getting emotional at all because you'll only start me off now here shortly Aye. anyway <laughs> Lil your highs my highs it can be either club or county or it can be both I have to say in all the years I'm involved and you know I'm involved quite a few I don't know what it was about this year's All-Ireland run-in and the fundraising for the All-Ireland this year but from the time we we were coming down you and I were both coming down from the semi-final and the amount of people that were ringing us looking to support the girls and to sponsor them and to for me that was huge because I remember a time where you'd be going knocking on doors and beg, borrowing and stealing to get enough money maybe to pay for the bus to go. Weren't as bad as Teasy Brennan and Mary now paying their own fare. Oh God, no. We weren't far off of it at times. But I think just the whole, the buy-in by the people of Kilkenny and further afield, anybody with a Kilkenny connection of any shape, make or form, the fact that they all wanted to support the girls without having to be asked this year 
for me was probably a big highlight because we weren't I suppose we weren't probably under as much pressure as we normally are would you agree? Well, I don't to- think we no, were anyway. I totally I agree with it you. It was yeah. just one of those. It was probably a bit of a shock to the system too, was as well like that. I mean, yeah, we were literally nice only shock. after getting into the car, <laughs> coming home, and the people wanting to actually get involved in the All Ireland final like was phenomenal. So. I actually had to pull out the diary in the car yeah. coming home to write down who was after ringing us with what that we get back to them. And bear in mind that the final whistle was probably only gone an hour and a half at this stage. Mightn't have even Might been, have been an hour and a half. No. Club-wise, I suppose, it's just the sheer quality of the club camogie and there were huge numbers of people wanting to come out and watch club camogie. For me, is is a big thing because it's not all that long ago that you'd be nearly, you'd nearly be hiring a bus to get lads to go. Now they're all queuing up at the gate to get in. And the, the amount of people that came this year after club matches and said God they're better than hurling matches the skill level is better mm. than hurling matches for me for someone who hasn't played but is involved as long as I am it's kind of a a pat in the back that we must be doing something right and I suppose they're my highlights Martin yeah. as you know I'm not involved with a club team I am through Claude now with Paula and the lads in Freshford and that's great to hear that coming back in the door from a different direction exactly. and a different perspective well I know a big highlight for you was Katie Nolan getting her oh, all star oh Katie getting night. her all star right, was yeah. huge absolutely huge no better woman like a Mocha Lee woman to have a big smile on her face after it St. Martin's woman <laughs> but I'll let you have it because you had the courage right <laughs> oh and yeah your highlights God, so many. Um, there is actually. There is, like, you know, I suppose on a county level, I definitely think the All-Ireland semi-final against Galway, I thought that was just a really special day. Um, yeah. I felt like there was nearly a kind of a sigh of relief that the monkey was off the back kind of thing. And I know that had happened previously in the game up in Nathan Rye, but I, I was actually at the intermediate game against Mead, so I didn't get to see it. I didn't get to witness that kind of a, a that, feeling. That cauldron above an Nathan Rye that yeah. day was special, I mean. It, was, special, it yeah. was unreal. The Galway crowd was there. There wasn't that many Kikenny supporters. The few that did was travel was trying to make a bit of noise. And the fact that they came away with a draw in that game, knowing that they were then into a knockout mm. um, stage in the All Ireland series, was brilliant. But yeah, the semi final was special as well. Yeah, like I just felt like, like to be honest with you, there was a bit of a like. <sighs> There was kind of a bit nearly a, a pain in like, like a pain in my stomach, nearly thinking about going up because I was like, oh, like is it going to go? Like you were on, you were living on the edge, like, you were really thing. on your nerves, kind of, and especially in that game. And I was like, it's actually okay, the, the most nervous happen? you've been yeah, even commentating like, because just, you were standing I, up at one stage. It and was you very could, different, like, and I felt, I felt like it was a very different. Even though, like, you know, we've been up there plenty of times, we've watched them play camogie, God only knows how long. But I felt that day there was something, I don't know, there was something strange. And I think after that match that's when I knew I was kind of like they're going to win not Ireland here yeah. and I think that was it for me obviously then um, obviously Miriam club mate of mine good friend of mine winning player of the year that was absolutely brilliant and of course Grace another club mate and good friend of mine winning an all-star an all-star as well that's a huge huge thing for both the club and for the guys at county level um, club level you know <sighs> I think for me the biggest highlight of the year was the amount of really good talented young players that Mm -hmm. have come through the scene and I think that's what's 
that's nearly what excites me the most because it makes you look that the future of Kilkenny Camogie is going it's extremely in bright, such isn't it? a yeah. really good strong direction and but we need that. it's the lovely that. sensible way that they're yeah. approaching it as well. Mm. Like there's none of this nervousness, there's no hesitancy about getting stuck in and yeah. fighting for a place. They're making their positions their own from an yeah. early stage. But like, and it's even like, and it's not even girls that maybe like, you know, might be on an underage county team. It's like... Most of them aren't on no, county but teams. but it's an under, it's, it's the younger players, I think, coming through from the clubs that we mightn't necessarily have heard of only for yeah. the, only for the come on kind teams of the year. Like, and we wouldn't have, and you know, we probably don't get to go to as many of the games that we would like to go to but it's so nice to hear like new names because like and no offence and it's no disrespect to any of the girls like it's <laughs> you took it, the words out of it's been it's absolutely like we're all sick and tired of listening to the same names coming over and over and over again and it's like a breath of fresh air nearly to hear like new players coming through like you know and knowing that Kilkenny Camogie is going in such a good direction that the club championship is really really competitive and I think that's what's you know that's a great thing for the club season this year Yeah it certainly is plenty of highlights She forgot to mention getting married yeah. <laughs> Well obviously that's so long ago now she doesn't even oh, see yes. it as a highlight <laughs> It's the highlight of my year <laughs> said that so sincerely. Well, yeah. actually, you probably had the best day of the year as well for it. Yeah, we did. First of April, April Fool's mm-hmm. Day. Two absolute gobshites getting married <laughs> on April Fool's Day. But yeah, it was, it was a brilliant day. It was, do you know what? It was, I was just, because so, we obviously hadn't had, we, nobody had got to do anything for so long. And like, we had so much money, so much of our family and friends. And what was really lovely for me is like, like my sister is in Australia. So she actually was home. She came home at Christmas and she had had a baby girl um, two years but ago. None so we had seen. Yeah, none of we hadn't seen her until Christmas and then she came home and she was the flower yeah you know like so it's I think that's what like a lot of people forget like we've had COVID over the last couple of years and like we haven't got to do things or seen people that we'd love to see like there's so many of my friends that like you know you you wouldn't have seen or because they're out travelling or whatever the case may be so I think I think this year in all as a U-turn for everybody we kind of got that sense of we're getting back to normality here. You've nearly forgotten how to get back mm, to yeah, normality. Yeah, and you know what? That was nice. Yeah, yeah, people started actually having a conversation face to face as opposed to on a Zoom. I am sick to teach a Zoom. I hate it. If I, I never see one to, again. Yeah, it'd be too I don't, I don't want to, want to do it. Nope. I don't want to. I like even it's you no know, small things like that. But I think I think definitely COVID learned us all how to you know how to be um, independent in ourselves. But I think. COVID after the you know the aftermath of it I think it all made us actually you know cherish the moments we have and like you and know, I think talk that's what made some of the bits so special this year because in 2020 we were trying to fundraise for the girls mm. over phone calls because yeah. you couldn't physically have anything mm. and this year we could gather people together again yeah. and they were all delighted to be for the excuse to be gathered yeah and I suppose that's as well why we're sort of seeing a lot of new and fresh paces because really even though we've we had our championships for the last two years we haven't seen it seen we it. haven't seen it yeah. we haven't been live we haven't been able to you know Jesus the match on is such just to go down and watch a match like when I saw you over at our under eight splits I was getting like at different times we do under tens and twelves and just you nearly go to the pitch because you know you can go now it's yeah. like it's exactly yeah you you're not sneaking around. What were your yes. highlights, Mr. Quilty? Oh, God, yeah, you put me on the spot, why don't you? Um, well, I'm sure you're going to put us on the spot. But to be fair, fair I fair. am. Uh, well, I suppose the club one for me was the fact that the, the new cup for the senior championship was 
yeah. always and ever will be mm. uh, for a long time. Now you have me go now, you see as well. Um, but Top yeah, on, look, I, mean, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm muting you now in a minute. But Paula lost her dad and I lost Bid um, during the year. So look, it was emotional for the two of us. But I think that's a, a special one for me, and it's something it's that's going to be there. Though. It is. Yeah. It's a good emotion. It's a good emotion. It's just as I said, you, you get upset about it, and that's fine. But it's good thoughts. So don't. Exactly. We're not. We're not. No. 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 I have a supply of tissues. But, so but it was just. It was just. We we had a a crap two weeks. We can see it. It was a shit show. A week. As I said, I said we had a shit show of week. And like I mean, I have to say the biggest honour that I thought and it was just we were just talking about recently is seeing both of their names above in Crow Park. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have to say my father would have some comments now I can't say it over <laughs> live over there <laughs> but like I mean it's just it was lovely to see it being acknowledged by people yeah. because mm. like I mean people forget you think about all the other stuff that's going on but these like there's a lot of people behind the scenes that are involved in stuff and they're real two gales out and out and like I mean it's nice just to see the ordinary person yeah. being acknowledged mm-hmm. like we're well it is because I missed her big time like coming up towards the All-Ireland because she was always there at the fundraising especially the night here of the quiz because she'd always be below in the wheelchair sitting and drinking Correct. tea and eating tarts yeah. and well I would have been in trouble if that, was the case that night <laughs> wouldn't I <laughs> you know so you, you miss them little things but that's certainly going to be uh, one of my highlights anyway I think the fact my biggest highlight overall is the fact that we have been able to promote Camogie on a bigger scale than what has ever been yeah. done within the county uh, mm. which has been phenomenal I mean you take it back in I think 2019 there was four Camogie games live on air only a couple of years ago Was there even that? There was it was, I think it was four games in total was on nationally every, or yeah, no, well nationally. The, the county team yeah. on the radio I mean you take it all of the league games were covered nearly this year the championship in Leinster and coming up to the All-Iron series the club games then as Ooh. well just the same last year as well so it's expanding and the, there's view to expand it even greater as well with club games next year so I think the promotion why so quickly that has come to it I mean we've been able to travel the length and breadth of the country um, with teams and giving it to a wide Wider audience, the, and now people in Dubai, etc., can hear. Yeah, it. but yeah. that's the way it should be, Martin. Like, I mean, we're all on about there was the whole 2020 drive a couple of years ago, and all the rest of it. In all honesty, the ability and the skill of all those players out there is second to none. Um, and I have to say, and not because I'm a camogie head first and foremost, I think a lot of the camogie club j- games and county games this year were better than. Some a lot of the hurling, but games. most Without of the most of the supporters have actually said, said that, that even too was when we were at games that the camogie matches were far more entertaining this year than what any of some of the hurling games can be, and that's not dishing hurling either. I mean, the, some of them oh no, we love they're, the hurling, they're great and we followers and etc. But somebody said to me lately, hurling now is looking at the goalies to see who can hit the ball the furthest and hope it lands in somebody. Whereas a bit of skill still, you need the yeah, you need the skill level. So that, that they're two of my highlights. I think the, definitely the promotion wise. Um, of Camogie has increased tenfold, um, and, and that's we're great. A bit of crack we are it as well. So. I mean, <laughs> the fact that good. the fact that we have had forty-three podcasts this year, um, forty-three weeks in the year we are going oh this year, uh, doing a podcast. Have we sat here for forty-three. We have nights? sat here for forty-three nights. That's mad. Doing I think it's a podcast. Good. I've away without getting a beep in yet. I'm doing, I'm doing well. <laughs> We're always we can beep away in a podcast. There's no yeah, dump. Light there's no light. dump button on it. The live is the issue that we have. But um, no, look, that, that is it. That's mad. It, it's crazy. And look, we look forward to 2023 as well. To Anya, to Paula, to Lillian, to Marie O'Connor, to Nessa, um, to all of our managers, anyone who has contributed 
to the podcast over the last number of years a sincere thanks but especially to Anya and Lillian because um, Paula is a busy woman like most people but the two women uh, with the commentaries etc have always been there um, and it's great and it has been so enjoyable as well it's great when we can get Paula here because she is a great laugh and we love it and we need to do it more in 2023 <laughs> sure, if you weren't laughing you'd be crying I can't I'm so busy with my yoga and Pilates I just can't make time for it at all. Oh, oh my god <laughs> what the biggest load of nonsense oh. I've ever come across Actually, in my life I think she should this podcast she tell she's, she's, she's running marathons or something <laughs> Well, if Paula Dowling goes running a marathon in that, I'll give her the money myself. I'm telling you that okay, much. Okay, can you just be, qualify the statement of what I'm wearing? I'm wearing a Christmas <laughs> bikini. Oodie. A bikini. A latex Well, bikini. I, I was told on the way in that Anya was wearing nothing. She had no Christmas gear on. So I thought it was coming down naked, Anya, but it wasn't. But no, I have a Christmas Oodie on, which is bloody boiling, lads. I know, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I, it's absolutely <laughs> rose. What is it? With Donald Duck on it. Yeah, it's for Any, yes, Anyway, it's I, I have to sign off now yeah. because we need to go. But anyway, uh, as I said, might, you see, it's <laughs> Never bo- it's never boring here in the studio right Paula and Lillian good night for the time being anyway um, my sincere thanks in particular to John Purcell the CEO of KCLR here um, for allowing us to have the platform of putting out the Come On Kind podcast to Ken Maguire who does most stuff in the background for us as well in ensuring that it goes out every Tuesday if possible if not Monday that minor group is blowing up over there tonight so it is um, so to John and to Ken in particular Uh, A huge thank you to all of the team here in KCLR 96 FM. Without your help and support, we certainly couldn't be able to do this. Um, And it's a great team that's here from everyone at the top all the way down to us at the very bottom uh, at the minute. So we thank you most sincerely. To all of our contributors, to our Uchtaron Hill to Breslin, who we had uh, an interview with earlier on, to Marion Graham, the Munster chairperson. We had an interview with her. Um, But in particular as well, to Linda Kenny who was always giving us up to date information with fixtures etc as well and I know that she listens in regularly the same as Jerry Drennan does with the post-primary schools as well so a sincere thank you to each and everyone but most importantly a sincere thank you to you our listeners because without you downloading us every week and having a listen we would not be here and being able to do what we are so hopefully you have enjoyed the year with us going through the camogie it has been a busy time it's been a great time it's been a successful time it's been a sad time but it's been a great time and we have loved every single moment of it and we are looking forward to 2023 from us all here on the Come On Kind team, we want to wish each and every one of you, our listeners, a very happy and peaceful Christmas and a very prosperous and a wonderful new year. And hopefully you can join us all for a special 2023 that it may be. But from us all here in the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny, it's a very good bye and a happy Christmas from us all. Bye. Bye. Happy Bye. Happy Christmas. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmy. Yeah.